This is Deep Natter. In this episode, Sean and I are talking about some of the things we can do when it's time to take a step back to regroup or refocus, either on our own or with the help of a professional. Plus, this is the last weekly episode of Deep Natter for a while, as each of us takes time to get some other projects underway. Here we go. How's the new space? Uh, it, it's echoey. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. You got, you got a magic plug-in to fix it. I do. It. I do have a magic plug-in to fix it. Uh, and it's, I, I think it'll work okay. Can you hear a lot of the echo? You probably can. More than normal for sure, yeah. More than normal. Yeah. Although, I mean, the, the test you sent me of that plug-in, how it knocks the reverb out, is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It is, uh, for those of you interested in, in who may be doing your own podcast program, it is Isotope RX-10. And they have three different versions. There's an Elements version, which is sort of their intro. Uh, not a lot of fine-grained control, but certainly uh, does the job. And it comes with a de-click, de-hum, de-noise, de-verb. Uh, D something else and a D something else. There, I think mm -hmm. there are seven things that it comes with, uh, maybe six. And then there's the standard edition, and then the uh, the pro edition. But you know, I think for what I'm looking for, the Elements edition. I mean, like I like Sean said, I I sent him a a test, and it really does a fantastic job. Is this a VST you use at Reaper or something, or is it a standalone program? Uh, VST, so it'll work in right. anything. That's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Work in Reaper. It'll work in, you know, Audacity, if that's what you're using. It'll work in uh, Logic or Audition. DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. Fairlight. Yeah. That Fair, sounds great. That's right. Fairlight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have a look at that. That sounds really cool. Hey, I'm going to interrupt here real quick and play you a sound sample so you can hear what this room sounds like with and without Isotope RX-10. So here is without. RX-10. This is a test. One, two. One, two. All right. And here is with RX-10 applied. This is a test. One, two. One, two. Pretty cool, huh? I'll put a link in the show notes. Now here's Sean. So how's it being in that bigger space? Other than the reverb. <laughs> Other than, yeah. It's an enormous space, as you can hear. Uh, I'm yes, at Wembley, yes. actually, right now. <laughs> He's in a cave. <laughs> Queen will be coming Broad on after me. but uh, Broadcasting directly from a cathedral. That's right. That's right. Oh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I have this thing where every time I do, like, the angels singing and I do the... And it was good. And, and, and Adrian's like, you know they don't say that, right? <laughs> you know, that's only a comedian's view of church. It's not <laughs> Somebody had to say it, didn't they? Yeah. Apparently yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, have you seen Hot Fuzz? Yes. The, yes, so they've got, that's the, 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 the village council that are basically a cult behind the scenes. You right. find out as the thing right. goes on, they all stand in circles with, uh, you know, black hoods and they're like draconian over the over the whole community, like chanting the greater good, like yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> <for> everything. <laughs> uh, 
I had a rant this morning uh, on our on our walk and talk. Oh, about? Oh, it was spicy. I wish you I wish you were there. Oh yeah, uh, I, th- today was the first day of my counseling course, so I was, oh. so I was busy this morning, unfortunately. But yeah, really, I want to hear about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do you first for sure. Okay, there there are a few things going on. There's been some backlash. I'm sure you've heard over Vero and you know, why are you going there and companies aren't going and art directors aren't going and photo editors aren't going. So, oh, I saw the video you shared and I, I did see it, but I don't, I, I don't really understand. It just felt like a lot of cynicism to me. So help, help me explain, like how many understand? I don't think it's cynicism. I think it's, I think it's reality. It's, there is no situation where the professional market is going to flock to this fledgling platform unless it hits critical mass, unless there's a reason for them to be there. Yes, but but that's only speaking to an incredibly tiny group of photographers who get companies approaching them on Instagram to do work. That's not 98% of photographers. So why, why, I'm not sure what the, the concern is. I think the concern is a lot of internet hype. It really boils down to what are you looking to get from one of these platforms? Yeah. If all you're looking for is for people to see your work, yeah. And to give you a like or a thumbs up, whatever it is that you want to call it, well, then Flickr's been there for decades. So why is everybody flocking to this new thing? Because people aren't on Flickr anymore. So people want to go where people are. People aren't on Vero either up until the last two weeks. No, that's right. But a lot more people are on Vero now than, than are on Flickr, for example. And, and I think because of everyone's disillusionment about how much community can happen on Instagram with this very heavy-handed algorithm. They're moving to other platforms like Vero. Which brings me to point number two. Yeah. I read about something this morning. I haven't I, tried I don't it. work for Vero, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't care either way. But I, 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 do, find, I do find it funny. I, I'll, I'll say this like, just, just in case I've, I'm setting you up for this. But like, I do find it funny on either side where people feel too strongly for or against any of these platforms. Because they're, they're, need, they're not evil and they're not the answer. No, they're on, not. On either side, they're you not. know. Hold that thought. Yeah. Uh, th- I read about a thing today and I haven't tried it yet, so I can't speak to its validity. But there is a, there's an app called, appropriately, the OG app. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they have used the existing Instagram API yeah. and created an app that sits on top of that with no ads no sponsored content. It sorts posts by the newest and it allows you to only see posts and stories from the people that you care about and follow. Perfect. Whether or not Instagram will allow this to continue for much longer is yet to be seen, but at least you can try it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Again, it's called the OG app Yeah, and it authenticates you through Instagram. So it is a legit, from what I can tell, it's a legit app. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's enough for some people to just get back to a cleaner version of Instagram. And this is what one of the, one of the aspects of what the, the rant this morning was about is I believe that Instagram has largely lost its way. It's become a poorer knockoff reproduction of so many other apps that it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Yep. And by extension, as a creator, I spend so much time trying to crack the code of social media. And, it, and I'm speaking only for myself. It's exhausting to try and figure out what's going to work. And we don't spend time, I don't spend time instead making the work. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I become consumed by 
well, what's going to work in terms of, of getting things out there and, and, and figuring out what, I, what it is I want to say and, and, and all, this, all this stuff, right? So I watched this video by a guy named Matt Davila, mm-hmm. a minimalist. Yes, yeah, I know, yeah. Matt is taking a sabbatical. He's taking a month away, completely away, not vlogging, not writing, no to-do lists, nothing. He is, he's going to travel Europe with his wife and, and just clear his head. And he was talking about sort of the, some of the origins of sabbaticals and, you know, one of the, one of the it goes back far enough where, uh, like farmers would take a year off every seven years to, you know, mm-hmm. let their fields re- renew or, or whatever it was, right? I don't yeah. claim to have any history on that. But what I do know is that when I was in college, I had quite a few professors who every five to seven years would take a semester or a year completely away, gone, yeah. go away, and they would let their creative energy recharge. Mm-hmm. My costume design professor would go to Europe and source fabrics and books. My set design professor would do the same, go to Europe and buy art supplies and look at art and go to theater and, and just absorb so that they could come back ready to work in maybe a new, different, expanded, nuanced, whatever it is, way than before they left. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't just give things out. You've got to put things back in. Yeah. And that takes taking some time for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's gotten me thinking about what might be good for me in taking a step back. There are, there are differing degrees of that. And it's something I wanted to kind of kick the tires on with you. I could go all in and say, okay, look, I'm a ghost. I'm gone. And I'll be back in 23 with some new stuff. And just spend that time observing and reading and writing and painting and building. And maybe I come back in 23 with a new zine, a hundred new pieces of painted work, a new show that I've been working on in the background. You know, all of this stuff that I can work on without the pressure slash expectation slash distraction of the market, the business, the social media side of making. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) I just rolled up my sleeves. You can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that on paper sounds brilliant. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But where I, if I'm going to be your friend, where I have to challenge you is your why. Because if you're doing that, because you're saying, I feel too much pressure with what I'm doing at the moment. Okay, then yeah, that's probably a good reason to turn the pressure off. If, if it's getting too much for you somewhere, th- th- then that's your felt experience. And then that's probably a good course of action. But it, it, it can only come down to you being honest with yourself about whether or not that's an excuse to disengage because of fear about results or not getting results or whether it's a, an ex- a reason to disengage because you're taking care of yourself. And those aren't necessarily the same thing. Mm. And only you could discern which is happening. But I feel a lot of people use this. And, and look, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive proponent of take care of yourself. Yeah. And, but I also know that that's very trendy language now. And I watch a lot of people substitute I'm taking care of myself for I'm actually afraid I want to run away. And that's not for anyone else to judge. That's only for you to judge. Yeah. 
Because I, I also know from talking to you, and we've talked about it on this podcast as well, we were about, we, we are about to, this is the last regular deep natter we'll have. Um, from here, we said we go to about once a month because we were going to create more space for you to dive into these projects that you were very, very excited to create and put out into the world. Oh, I don't think that's true. Because you used one of my favorite words that I've ever heard you say. Do you know uh, what that word is? Uh, chocolate? Nope. <laughs> that's a good one too, though. No. Yeah. What, what, what is the British term for every two weeks? Come on, say it with gusto. Fortnite? Oh, I love that word. Really? I do. I love that word. I don't know why. I don't know. Every game, it just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> no, they ruined it. That, that, they yeah, ruined yeah, it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, but, but whatever. We, we, we were going we to back things off, though. It was to just an excuse more... to hear you say it again. What, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. What was it? Oh, it's a Fortnite, Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh everybody, everybody listening, yeah. I can't encourage yeah. you enough to get yourself a Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a dime a dozen. You can pick us up at Amazon. <laughs> yeah, no um, yeah, but but I mean, uh, so so for me, because so, as your mate, I, I'm watching you birth a ton of ideas in your head. So I, I, I'm very excited. And these are all things we've talked about on the podcast. I'm not outing anything that we've spoken about privately, but, but you, you know, you've talked about this idea of doing a YouTube channel. I love this idea. I think it's going to be brilliant. And I think it's, it's you on your terms and I'm, I, I can't wait for it. Uh, th- and there are two or three podcast ideas that you have that I really want to see happen. Mm-hmm. Today you're saying I'm going to unplug completely and come back next year and see what happens. If if that's what you feel you need to do, then you need to do that. L- l- but l- let me let me clarify something though, because I think maybe I misspoke and there was a there was a misunderstanding. I'm not going to unplug from the making at all. No, no, no. I I I, d- I didn't hear that. I, okay. I I heard you're unplugging from the sharing it with the world and the pressure of that. Yes. Part two of that is I am going to start going to therapy. Mm. That's great. Because I think brilliant. I think there's so much in my head that I have yet to get a handle on. And I think I need help clarifying the why and the what. We all do, man. Yeah. I think I need, I mean, you, you you've heard the struggles, especially recently. Mm. Um, and it might it might be a few sessions, it might be more extended. I, I don't know. But I think I need an impartial voice to chime in. I, I can't recommend therapy enough to people. And, and I, I've had therapy regularly in my life. And it's not, it's not only at times where my life's falling apart for some reason. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes things are, are going fine. But I just think it might be good to check in with somebody, to sit in a room and pay somebody to be an objective mirror for me. Yeah. Where I can bounce off what I'm thinking. And have somebody say, oh, it's interesting you say that because it doesn't really match up with this other thing you said. And I can see my own inconsistencies or the lies I tell myself easier. And that's incredibly helpful. Like, I mean, last year, so I went through a divorce last year, which is obviously tough. But but to be very honest, I, I wasn't not handling it. You know, I wasn't falling apart. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it coming for a while. I I, I, I was half bracing myself for it. it. The way it happened was very sudden, but I, I, I knew enough to see it on the horizon and other things had happened. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to go well. So, so I'd done a lot of mourning that relationship ending before it actually ended in some ways. 
when it happened, I had a few months, which were, you know, a couple of months, which are obviously difficult and lots of crying myself to sleep and mourning a relationship ending and all that. And after that, I, I kind of picked myself up and went, okay, I need to move forward. And that's the point I took myself to therapy for a good four or five months. And it wasn't because, oh, I don't know how to do relationships anymore or my life was over. Like it was nothing like that. It was just, I just want to make sure I do this patch really well. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have any blind spots because we're very, very capable, I think, of um, just sweeping stuff under the rug and pretending we sorted it out. And I didn't want to be doing that. I wanted someone to drag it out. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, so I, I, I mean, and that's happened many times in my life and I've never, ever regretted it. And some of those therapists have been good and some of them have been uh, less good, but it's, it doesn't really matter. It just matters that I get into a room with somebody who is that objective mirror, who's, who says what they hear because just getting another opinion and someone listening to you and asking the right questions helps you to pro. I mean, that's what every therapist will tell you anyway. It's not their job to solve your problem. It's their job to facilitate you solving your own problem. Yes. And that's, that's what's been really helpful every time I've done it. And I, and I, I was grateful for that as I was grateful for every other time. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah. And, and I want to be clear. My life is not falling apart. I love my life. I love yeah, my exactly. life. I, I, what I need help with is isolating and, and picking things out of this whirlwind that's constantly going on in my head and, and being able to, um, focus. Uh, oh God, there was a movie. <laughs> this all relates to Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't it? <laughs> there was a movie called for the love of the game where Kevin Costner played this kind of aging pitcher in baseball. And he would, he would stand on the mound and he would hear the noise of the crowd, overwhelming noise of the crowd. And he would stand there before a pitch and he would focus and he would say to himself, I think it was like, clear the mechanism or something. It was something, you know, like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And, and it would, it would allow him to be in this, this, this zone of focus and the crowd noise would fall away and, and he was in that sort of vacuum of doing his job, getting his job done. And I need help clearing the mechanism. And we all do because we don't know what our blind spots are and we don't know what we don't know. And yeah. we, we, all, we all push thoughts through the same patterns and, and, and we get frustrated, but we don't try new paths because we don't have someone to help us see the inconsistencies and go, yeah, but you said that. I, I don't buy that. I don't think you buy that because you also said this. And then you can start to call yourself on those inconsistencies and, and straighten out what's true and not true. The, the number of people who, who have a felt emotion about something and then apply completely the wrong reason for that emotion and the wrong solution to that emotion over and over again. And so nothing gets any better and they stay as frustrated because there's no one there to call them on the fact that they're not feeling that because of X, they're feeling it because of Y and Y is deeper and more vulnerable to get to. And you're not going to solve your problem till you get to Y. Right. Right. It, it, you need someone to help you do that. I think whether, whether it's a close friend saying the right thing late one night in a conversation or, or going to a therapist and doing this stuff more deliberately or whatever it happens to be, it, it, you, you often need help. We all need help with that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just, you know, it, 
I, I have tried and grasped and, and, and pivoted and tacked and, and done all of this stuff without, without much of a plan, if I'm being honest. And I get just as distracted as everybody else. I get just as overwhelmed as everyone else. I get just as enthusiastic, frustrated. I have feelings that I, you know, some days I wake up and I know, I know that I can do everything, everything that I set out to do, or I can conquer the world or, and like all of those things. I wake up very positive and, and in, enthusiastic and energized. And then there are days where I just go, what's the point? And, and just so you know, and I'm sure this doesn't even be said, everyone who just heard you say that said me too. Yeah. Because we've also got this idea that the way we experience our ups and downs is more than everyone else. No one else understands. Of right. course they do. Yeah, of course Everybody they do. has those ups and downs. And, and they feel very intense for all of us at some, at some points. Like it's, a, it's the same thing. Like you're not special. No. <laughs> I mean, to me, you're very special. But like you're not, you're not, <laughs> right you're not you. special. Nah. <laughs> um, if you're not special in that like everyone has those experiences. Everyone right. has those ups and downs. And, and, and that's why the, the minute we get into the head, what I'm experiencing that feels so intense and confusing and the rest of it is what everyone else has then it's okay. Then we can let go of guilt and shame and all the other weird stuff we pack around those feelings as if we're more broken than everyone else. And we can go, oh, this is a problem everyone has to solve. Oh, that makes it easier to put my head around. So now let me go talk to somebody about it because it's just something to solve. It's just something to fix. You know, on this, on this morning's walk, a little bit of the rant was um, inadvertently directed towards some of the things that, that Richard brought up and directed at him. And, and the reason that it was in, in that moment, I mean, I, I love Richard. I think he is fantastic. And I recognize in him so much of me. I, he, is, he is often like a mirror of the way I am in the world. Mm. And I found myself saying to him the things that I was also saying to me. So how, help us, like, what, what, what did he bring up? What did you react to? What was your response? Well. Unless you don't want to say. I can't speak for Richard, uh, I can speak for what I recognize about me and, and what that triggered for me. And that was, I do a lot of different things, but I spend a lot more time thinking about things than I spend doing. Right. There's always more to research. There's always more to uh, experiment with. And that's, it's sometimes rooted in fear. It's sometimes rooted in needing to learn a new technique. It's sometimes rooted in not being able to decide which direction to go in. That's my case most of the time. And I often don't give people a clear idea of what I'm about because I'm so scattered and off in so many different directions. You know, it's one of the reasons that I have such a hard time. And I think many people who are listening to this might as well, when somebody says, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long you got? It happened the other night. I mean, we, we went to dinner with some friends who I've known here for seven years since I've been here. And I was asked, so what are you working on? And I had to deflect. I had to make fun and, and, and you know me, uh, I'm, I'm playing a lot of video games and, and you know, like just make a joke of the whole thing because I really didn't have an answer is the long and short of it. And yet you could start three or four amazing projects that you have in your mind that you want to do next today. So, so it's, there's something between getting the idea and the starting to execute on the idea that stops you. Yes. And that's what I need help uncovering. Yeah. 
I think you're absolutely right. That's that that is exactly the yeah. point of letting somebody, letting an impartial, educated third party listen to this. Yeah. And then poke holes in it, you know, where holes need to be poked and connect dots where dots need to be connected that I don't see. Yeah. I th- I think that's absolutely right. I think and I think I think from from I mean it's nothing we haven't talked about on this. There's 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 a fear in there about making that work, sticking your name on it and giving it to the world and what will happen. Yes. That I think that I think gets jammed in between the idea and the execution and 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 and, and keeps you backing out of things. Yeah. And that's that which is also what I I'll, I'll be honest, I think is where your your love-hate relationship with social media comes in because that's what social media is used for a lot these days is giving your work to the world and watching the response to it, which is, I think, what you battle with a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because none, none of those things give, have a personality. You know, Instagram is not a person. Vera is not a person. And they're companies that don't care about you. They're just tools some of us use to show out work to the world. But I think a lot of people get very, very emotionally wound up about these things as if they are some kind of stamp of approval on the work that they're doing. Right. But they're not. They're not. I mean, I mean watching that guy's video, I, I was very confused. Oh, the, the Vero thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, and, and I did watch it about a month ago, so forgive me, I might have forgotten somewhere, but it sounded like he was, he was kind of having a crack at, I'm assuming the Peter McKinnons and those who are like making videos promoting Vero um, and saying, yes, but they are trying to, what was he accusing? It was almost like he was accusing them of doing it for their own commercial reasons or something. Um, well, I mean, I think he was taking, to a certain extent, he was taking shots at, at the whole influencer culture around that, that has come up around social media. Yeah. But, and acknowledging that he is one at the same time. So uh, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm getting a little sick of that cynicism um, because, I, I, and this is, this is for, just come up for me in the last day because um, I, I posted a video on the weekend, which it's just, it, it's, it's, and I'm not asking for anyone's sympathy, you know, at all, but I, I posted a video that was talking about this idea of, of competition between artists, mm-hmm. but redefining the word competition because it actually um, in its etymology, where it comes from, it, it actually means struggling or striving for together, not in opposition to, which I thought was a really interesting idea and posted that out. And, and, and the number of very sort of passive aggressive comments I got were from people who hadn't watched the video, they just launched into a diatribe about, about the title, um, which I'm like, watch the video. It's not what you think it is. And, give and, and give no, me an example. Because I'm, I'm, I'm curious what people would have, um, you know, why would you take umbrage with the title alone without watching it? Well, what? well, well the, the one guy, okay. So one guy in particular on, on Instagram started having a go at me about like, yeah, but, but art should never be competitive. And I'm like, yes, I agree with you. Watch the video. You'll see. I, I actually do agree with you. Yes, but you shouldn't use this title if that's, if that's, if that's what you think. I'm like, no, it's legitimate. It's not clickbait. I'm redefining the word competitive according to its etymology. I think it's a true use of the word. Just kept coming back. 
you don't know what it, and started to get very aggressive. Yeah, you with your empire, you should be more careful about how you use titles or whatever. So I blocked him on Instagram because I'm like, I, I, I'm not getting into a, an argument with someone who's angry about the fact that, that his creative output isn't working out from the way that he wants. So of course, then he jumps on YouTube mm. under the video to carry on the argument, still not having watched the video. So he's literally on the page with the video, refuses to watch it and going like, your brutal treatment of me blocking me on Instagram. I've said nothing unkind to him, but he's he's coming back again and again with insult after insult. Because I, I kind of love that simply ignoring someone and, and not giving them the chance to to spew is brutal. Is brutal. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. And it's also like, yeah, but 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 you've said that you, you know, you 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 you're 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 into equality and you whatever and you're not allowing freedom of speech. I'm like, of course I'm allowing freedom of speech. I don't allow rudeness on my channel. I but won't you be can bullied be by you. Yeah, and you, you could be rude on your channel. I can't control the internet. I only control the space that I run. And yeah. of course, no, I don't have rude people here. Just like I wouldn't let you knock on my door and yell in my face in real life, I close the door on you. I'm going to do that here as well, because this is kind of my little house here where, where we do. You could, you could disagree with me. I, I love it when people disagree with me respectfully. That's, that's an, always an interesting conversation. Oh, and I've had lots of those, mm -hmm. but you're not doing that. There's lots of insults laden in what you're doing. And it's this idea that, and there were other people as well who were like, they, it's almost like they ignore the content of the video and they just start yelling about, yeah, this person's mean to me and, and I've tried on social media. It doesn't give me this and it's just a complete waste of time. The amount of anger there is. And, and to be frank, ugly entitlement about what people believe the world should be giving them that, that surfaces this like vitriol in them that they want to vomit over everybody else because they don't believe they're getting what they're somehow owed is is like exhausting to be on the other end of and and when i mean i i don't totally understand the point of the guy's video that that you you linked it was like i i think what he's saying is that yeah companies and art directors aren't on vero we we all know that but i'm not on there because i want companies or art directors to find me on there i'm on there, like like you said we all have our own why i think you responded to somebody like i have my own why's about why i make particular moves but then f to get lumped in with well you're an influencer so we don't have to take you seriously or what someone else said on on the video going like yeah but you're 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 a youtuber so you're not a serious photographer I'm like okay like I I I don't but understand. Somebody said that this. to you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had I've had that not 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 a few times, a lot of times, and on this latest video. Wow. You know, there's it's it constantly comes at you as if as if like what I do by choosing to make videos and talking to people about photography as well as engaging with photography and the decisions that I make must secretly be be motivated by money somewhere. I'm getting a kickback from something. I'm really not. I, 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 I'm not gaining anything. The choices I make are because I want to make this. This comes down to everything. Oh, he moved to Sony because Sony are paying him. No, they're not. Oh, they're giving him free gear. No, they're not. He's gone to Vero because Vero got hold of him and gave him some money. No, they haven't. No, no one cares about me. No, I just made that move and someone asked about it, so I did it. But this constant cynicism about quote unquote influencers, which I, I don't feel like that's what I am. I'm just somebody who makes films because I want to talk to people about things that I think are important and some people appreciate that. But that the amount of anger out there about from other people about what they think they should be getting and they want to vomit it onto the stuff you're doing. Yeah. It's like I can't I don't I don't know where to start with that. I really yeah. don't get yeah. it. Can I be clear about something? Uh, just oh, yeah. in case it's not clear. 
I don't believe that I am owed anything. And, and, and if I do take a step back, it is certainly not because I'm getting what I feel I deserve or am owed. It's the other side. It's what am I not bringing to the table? How, how can I, I'm trying to figure out how I can better serve the people that find me interesting. What can I bring to you? What can I offer you that is worth your time? Because I certainly don't expect it. So it's how can I earn it? But you have great ideas already that you know will serve your audience. And, and you're not just talking about the clip-on Mac Mini desk mount. Well, I mean, that and. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, I, I, I do think that, and, and this might apply to you, it might not apply to you, but I do think that there is a lot of that wrapped up that people aren't honest with themselves about. If, if I was getting lots of people telling me this is brilliant, I'd be motivated. But because there aren't, I'm not motivated and I'm angry. And I want to point the fingers at evil social media platforms or evil influencers. It's not their fault. Yeah. It, it, no, no one did anything to you and you're, you're not owed anything by anybody. I'm not saying you, I'm saying the, 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 you know, everybody. Like no one's owed anything. I'm not owed what I have. And, you know, I, I could get a bunch of people saying to me, I don't know why people watch you. You're a pretentious twat who sits on a couch and, you know, pontificates for hours. And somebody else going, this channel should be way bigger. I said that once. And well, we, we had had a couple of And you were drunk. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's, there could be opinions on either side. And I don't think I'm owed any of this. Whatever right. I have, I'm grateful for. Right. But I, I, and, and it could all go away tomorrow. And I'm watching it go away. And I'm not, I'm not angry about the fact that it's going away because I didn't think I was owed this in the first place. So, and, and having to make a plan about my life and move forward in a different direction is fine because that's how life works. I'm okay with that. It's, but, it, but it feels like a lot of people struggle to get to the point where they go, I, I'm making things because I believe in them, not because a big audience will like it. And I'm going to give it to the world. It might attract a big or a small audience. I'm going to be happy either way. And I'm going to back myself, even if no one gets it. Everyone seems to be direct, or too many people seem to be directed by what is the numerical response to the thing that I do. And if I don't get it, I, I, I'm throwing my toys out and walking away altogether. Yeah. That's too common. And, and, and honestly, I think we need to call ourselves on that because at the end of the day, that's childish. It's, it's, if, if we really believe these things don't owe us anything, what are we doing with that attitude? It feels like feels like somebody who who thought they were owed something and threw their toys when they didn't get it. I'm not saying you, obviously, but like I'm saying, I think that's too common, which is why I deal with angry comments from people because because you know YouTube or Instagram or something else isn't giving them or Vero or whatever isn't giving them what they believe they're owed. Right. It it, it we use the tool, let it be what it's going to be. You can't control it anyway. And, and, and keep giving the world the work you believe in and, and, and let go of the results. You cannot control the results. You can't. You can control how good the work is or not. And if you, if you change your work trying to hack the popularity algorithm, oh, that image didn't do so well, but this image does well. I don't like doing it, and I know it's a cheap trick, but do the cheap trick because people like it. You bastardize your own art, mm-hmm. and, and that's, a, that's a crime. So, so I think you have to have a plan for what you make that exists separate from how you give it to the world. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get some clarity around. But, but I'm going to say to you that you have that plan. I don't though. I have ideas. No. I can't prioritize them. I don't have that skill. Okay. But fr- from the outside, it looks like you have 
you know, a thousand ideas. I know you, but I, I also can see the two or three that are at the top of the pile that you've spent years thinking about mm-hmm. that are ready to go, feel from me, ready to go. You don't need any more skills. You don't need any more gear. You do need self-confidence. And that's the only missing piece. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what it, that's what it feels like from my side. No, it's, it feels like that from my side as well. And, and, and here, maybe this is for another time because it's one of the things that I want to uncover in therapy because it, there was a time that I was arguably overly confident. Mm. And at some point, for some reason, and I haven't been able to isolate what that reason is, but at some point in my life, that changed. The person I was in college is not the person I am now in terms of, of belief in myself and belief in my own ability. And maybe it was around, there were some events that took place in college that knocked me down a few pegs and maybe I've just never been able to recover to the same degree. Mm. Believe me, I don't want to get back to that person because that person was, that person was a shit to work with. And I know that because I've talked to people who worked with me then and I don't want to get back there, but I feel like, I feel like I'm punishing myself for having been that person. And I'm not letting myself off the hook for being that person that I have to continuously remind myself and keep myself in check. Yeah, 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 yeah. For having the audacity to become that person. That, I mean, that makes, I, I've got my own version of the same. Like I, there was a time where I was an arrogant pain in the ass. It sounds like, though, what, you, what you're going to face, and I'm not doing therapy with you or anything, but like, it sounds like what you're going to have to face is that shame and let, forgiving yourself. And then, because the minute you can do that, whatever that confident person used to be, it was fake confidence, which, is, which just sounds like why you feel shame around it. It was, like, it was like an overcooked confidence that was trying to cover for a deep insecurity. It, coming out the other side, if you build confidence now, it will be genuine, solid, mature, adult, rock-solid confidence. It's not trying to compensate for anything. I hope so. Well, it, it, has, to, it has to be because no one's going to let you go back. You're not going to let yourself go. To, uh, it sounds like that'd be the worst case scenario for you to allow yourself to go back to- It would to, be awful. I mean, Sean, my but, advisor, my, 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 my tech advisor called me into his office. And said, Mr. Sidoris, you could be dangerous in this industry. You have things I can't teach. You have style and you have flair. But you're an asshole and nobody wants to work with you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's weirdly, it, it, it's a horrible thing to say. And it's also kind of a gift. I have carried that with me for decades. Yeah. It's it's a shame, isn't it? Because like that kind of hearing that kind of thing is, pro- and, the, and the reason it's affected you so deeply, I think it sounds like is because there's, you knew on some level that was true. And yet it's a very, very hard thing to hear. And when said that directly and unkindly, it's like you've, you've then got to get over the shame you feel about that so that you can move forward and go, oh yeah, okay, that person was right. but. That's not the end of the story. I don't have to hide away from that now because for fear of ever being there again, I have to build a person that's not that, that has a quiet confidence and security that doesn't shout, that, that treats other people kindly and can never be called an asshole because I'm 
I'm not an asshole because you're not. You're one of the most compassionate, empathetic people I know. I mean, there's, there's, there's none of that in you. So it's not true. It's just obviously how people were taking you at the time. And to have that, um, I mean, I, I've had friends say very hard things to me too that I struggled with for a while. But if they were true, I ended up being grateful for them because it set me on a better path. The, the, the worst thing would be that you were still that asshole now because no one told you. That would be the worst right. thing. Right. But you, right? So even though he said it horribly, he kind of gave you a gift and like, you'll never be that again, but it's time to move past that, like feeling deep shame about it. Cause it was a long time ago and it's, 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 it's decades since you were that person. So you don't have to feel that now and carry it forever. It is one of the great existential fears that I carry with me is that that will somehow be true again. And yeah. I couldn't take that. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I'll give you my version of that. Like, like when I worked for the church early on, I, I found some fake confidence as well. And I, I, I learned from watching other people that if you talk like, you know, stuff, um, you can bully people intellectually, um, especially in the church. Cause if you, if you know the rules that it runs by, you can throw around a bit of jargon and, and people will shut up because they're not, they're not really sure if they're wrong or not. And there's a whole hierarchy there as well. And for a year, I, I was a little Puritan, you know, I was a, I was a real pain in the ass. Um, and I still feel shame about that. When I look back, that would have been my early twenties. I still feel shame about that. I especially feel shame about, cause I was, I was leading a youth group at the time, how, how much damage I may have done to youth kids in my care because of how I acted judgmental about their life choices, mm. about the fact that they, they drank too much alcohol or whatever it was. Right. Like I, I was very heavy and heavy handed about how I felt about that stuff. Um, and I, 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 I have had to make apologies for those things to people. And, and I really hope that I haven't, you know, that no one, still battles with guilt because I said stupid things as a little 20 year old or 21 year old, because I thought I knew stuff. Right. Right. But I'm not worried about being that again, because I know that I've, I know that I've learned enough now. There's no chance of me going back there. And I'm self-aware enough now that even though I, I, I still have some residual guilt around, it, I don't beat myself up for it every day. I go, Hey, I was 20. What did I know? Trying to fit into an institution and and find my place. And that's what I thought I had to do because I was an idiot, but we're all idiots when we're 20, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all that like weird, oh, I'm an adult now I'm overconfident. But when you look at it this side, you're like, I was a baby. I knew nothing yet. I just mm. thought I knew everything. I can't, I can't beat my 20 year old self up. I just have to go. Oh, I made some mistakes as I grew up. Like we all do. I was somebody that, that wasn't genuine for a while because I was compensating and covering for my own insecurities. I won't ever go back to being a 20 year old. I'm not making those mistakes again. There's zero chance of that. So I can let some of the shame go make the apologies that are necessary to make and move on and be aware anytime in the, in, in real time. Now, if I'm being an intellectual bully, now, I'm not in the church anymore, but there's a version of that out here for sure. And, and make sure that I'm being kind and being, 
listening to other people's opinions as much as I'm giving my own, maybe more. Um, you know, the lessons learned, shame dealt with, move on. Yeah, it's uh, it's been coming up a lot. Mm. I need help keeping it, not necessarily keeping it bay, but letting go of uh, the old tapes, as it were. You know, and and letting myself off the hook for behavior that I'm ashamed of and don't exhibit anymore because I'm so ashamed of it, you know? Well, it takes a lot of courage to admit that, and I couldn't be happier for you because you'll be happier. If you, if you follow that through, you'll be happier, a thousand percent. There's no chance you can't be. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app and support the show by leaving a review or a rating wherever you listen or by sharing the episode on social media. You can help support everything I do directly by tapping the donate button at jeffreysadoras.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S.com. Connect with Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Tuck. That's S-E-A-N-T-U-C-K. On his website at seantucker.photography or by searching for Sean Tucker on YouTube. As a reminder, you can get all five of Sean's photo collections as one digital download on his website. Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram, at Jeffrey Sidoris. And you can connect with both of us by sending an email or a voice message to deepnatter at gmail.com. As always, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it, and we hope you'll come back for the next one.